Welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now coming up, we're going to be joined by Regina Saskatchewan's piano-driven singer-songwriter Jeffrey Straker to chat about his great new album, Just Before Sunrise. Now, Jeffrey landed on our radar last year, and since then we've pretty much played everything we've been sent. So I guess you could say that we're definitely fans of his music. And Jeffrey is also a very engaging interview, so I hope you'll stay around to check it out. We've decided to stay in Canada on this episode. We have loads of great music to share with you, and we're starting off this way. This is Kristen Martell from Nova Scotia with her new single, Photograph of Secrets. A soundscape that takes you on a journey to a better future. And a song Kristen wrote with Gabrielle Papillon. And it's produced by the wonderful Daniel Ledwell. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. It's great to have you join us today. Take this long parade of one emotion And march it to the grave with battered hearts in tow Bleeding kingdoms fall on restless shadows will defend the ones in need Well here's a photograph of secrets for the remedy you
time yours was the first hand held in mine own vows behind the fence our lips met so innocent ran in with cheeks ablaze straight to my room didn't want to face anyone had a secret underneath my bed at the back that's where I carved your name Hi there, this is Maddie Leon. You are listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. You just listened to Music and Life Partners Lindsay Arnold and Mike Davis as Last Birds, who hail from North Portland, Saskatchewan, 
with Carve Your Name from their new self-titled EP. Before that, Sarah MacDonald and her band, The August Arrival, from the Yukon, with The Weight of the Clock from their new album, All Blue and Gold. We also heard from Tanya Joy from Uxbridge, Ontario, with her latest single, Blink, which was produced by the fabulous producer Hilko Kutis. And if the name Tanya Joyce sounds familiar, that's because she was on the Hillside Festival Girls and Guitars songwriting course, which we featured recently on episode 576 of Folk Roots Radio. A great conversation about a wonderful program that really supports women in music. And that song will be on Tanya Joy's forthcoming EP. And in the background, it's Quebec-Irish trio Grossiel, who fuse Irish and Quebecois music together with the instrumental Patsy Campbell's and Calamine, and that's from their wonderfully titled new album, Le Bonhomme Setteur, The Bone Setter, named after a very creepy character from Quebec folklore. I think that's the Quebec version of the bogeyman. Next up, Jeffrey Straker joins us to chat about his latest project, Just Before Sunrise. But before we get there, from the new album, this is Play That Song Again. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. Every now and then, I look at your picture in a frame. You're the one I got drunk on and kept drinking anyway. Turned on my senses like some old radio tuned them in. You helped me let them go. Held on for all I was worth, and I let go again. I've tried to remember, and I've tried to forget. You let me lost in my own body from my head down. To my toes, play that song again. Show me how it goes. You took me prisoner, left me on death row. With a voice in my head saying, I told you so. And I'm in my mother's arms, and I'm great no more. Play that song again Show me how it goes Yeah, play that song again Show me how it heavens while digging a grave and I filled it with pieces of promises I made oh a man crying for crying out loud fought with myself but I stood my ground 
about making a change and starting all brand new. I moved the furniture round and round in my living room. Oh, how to mend the broken? No one really knows. Play that song again. Show me how it goes. Can still hear your voice, and yet speaking to me. We're dancing round and round in the honesty. I remember the music, the first time, so soft and slow. Play that song again. Show me how it goes. Yeah, play that song again. Show me how it goes. Yeah, yeah, play that song again. Show me how it goes. That is Jeffrey Straker from Regina in Saskatchewan with his latest single. It's entitled Play That Song Again. It's absolutely fabulous. I, I got to say, I, I really do love his music. Now, Jeffrey is a classically trained pianist as well as a singer-songwriter. He'll be releasing his latest album. It's entitled Just Before Sunrise. That arrives in early May, written and recorded in the wake of the sudden loss of his mother, it's a great album, and it's my great pleasure to welcome to Folk Roots Radio today, Jeffrey Straker. It's great to have you join us. It's great to be on your show, Jan. I'm, I'm delighted. Well, I got to say, I'm a real sucker for piano-driven singer-songwriters. I love Harry Chapin, Billy Joel, big fan, way back before anyone else really liked him. I always, that's one of my claims <laughs> to fame. Um, also, Clifford T. Ward from the UK, who sadly left us a while ago. I don't know if you're familiar to, with his music, but he has that personal flavor as well that your music has, although he sings definitely with a different style. So, Oh, um, wonderful. I, I, well, I'm obviously, a, uh, I, I've been greatly influenced by a lot of the singer pianist people as well. And the piano is sort of, it's a less common one to be accompanying a singer songwriter these days. So, um, so I'm glad you ha have an ear for it. That's wonderful. There is always something really warm with, about music like this. You know, that, that's what really gets me. This album specifically was, was written after the, the sad passing of your mother, and uh, we're mm -hmm. very sorry to, to, to hear about that. It's one of the things about music, though. It's often the sad things in life that inspire us. And did you really find that that, that encouraged you to, to get into writing again, to, to, to really start working on a new project? Yeah, it's it's the funniest thing because it, you know it did. It was like there was stuff in me that just needed to come out, which was actually a different sort of feeling as a writer than I've ever had before. Like this stuff, it's almost like it was part of my therapy of dealing with the passing of mom. And, you know, and, and this is just over two years ago now. And it's like this stuff had to come out in order to make room for anything else to come out. Like, like there was there was no I couldn't set it aside. I didn't have to make time for it. It was like this is coming out now. And so it was a, it was a different writing process for me. Like when you when you dial it back to how the album was written. And at the same time, as a result, I really do think some of 
these songs are some of the ones that I'm the proudest of so far. So it is interesting that, you know, it came from this slightly different place. I also got a slightly different result. Like it, it, the, the creative process is so mysterious. Well, it's interesting you say that because, you know, what one of the things I've loved since I first heard your music and, you know, and I was looking back at your disc, discography and it's like, whoa, I think there's 10 albums there or something like that. And, you know, when somebody first lands on your radar and you, you know, they were, they're new to you. It's sort of like, wow, what a pleasant surprise. You have a beautiful balance between the piano and your voice. I mean, you know, one of the things that really comes through just on that first song we played, you know, the play that song again, is there's a real connection. I guess you must get that every time you sit in front of the piano. Do you? You? I know. It, you're, you're a great observer. I, I really do. And it's funny because I can, I can think about, you know, sitting down to play a song or something because my, my piano is kind of in the middle of my house and I pass it all the time. And I can think about certain points in the day. I'll be like, oh, I would like to sit down and just play a song. And I'll do that. But once I get there, once I sit at that thing and get playing it, it is literally impossible for me to play just one. Like I just kind of keep going. And on my last live stream I did, I mentioned to the viewers, I said, you know, it's almost like a drug. <laughs> like, like I get started and I almost can't stop. But what you observed is actually really astute. Like there's this funny connection that happens and it's, I guess it comes from having played it for so many years. And I also love this particular piano, but yeah, it, it's, um, it sort of sucks me into this zone and the piano isn't hopefully just accompaniment as an afterthought. The piano is sort of part of these songs, you know? You talk about the, the fact that you felt like that, you know, you, you really grew up under the piano. You started mm -hmm. playing pretty early, didn't you? I, well, I started my piano lessons when I was uh, six and my mom put my, my older brother, myself, the middle kid and my younger sister all into piano lessons at that age because she wanted us to all have a kick at that proverbial can. Um, my brother just didn't really like it. He, um, you know, he just liked other things. And, uh, uh, and I was this really kind of piano nerd and I loved to practice and I really wanted to impress my teacher, Mrs. Young. And so I, I, I was a practicer from the get-go. You know, I, I practiced for half an hour when I was eight years old. It was very kind of odd, but I really loved it. All that study till I was 19, uh, the, the, the formal studies, that was all classical piano. And by the time I was 19 and did that big diploma with Trinity College in London, I played a full concerto and full sonatas and two preludes and fugues by Bach. And like, it was really intense. During my grade 10, 11, and 12, I discovered some sheet music of Elton John. And that wow. kind of changed, you know, sort of the game. And there was this weird realization for me that, like, growing up on a, on a grain farm in, in Saskatchewan in the 80s and 90s, like, this seems weird, but the idea that I could be a songwriter was not a thing. Other people wrote songs, you know, and so it took me a while to get it into my head. But those times were different and things weren't Googleable. So I had to sort of realize, oh, it's not just these super duper famous people who make songs like anyone can make a song. So it, it took a while to get that into me. So really in university and the years just after that, I, I sort of really started mucking around making my own songs. But it, I was a late starter in the songwriting part of it. You know, my my my, my real beginnings were like, piano chops. So I, I imagine you probably started to play people like Elton, though, did you? I mean, you... Oh, yeah, Elton John and Billy Joel and Carole King and, and uh, you know, um, like jo there's a lot of Joni Mitchell songs arranged for piano and Gordon Lightfoot and Neil Young. I had all that music and I was playing all those songs. And so the thing was, those songs always really were the ones that really resonated with me. Like I was never really the one to like, the, you know, 
no, no offense to him, but like David Foster stuff or any mm. sort of contemporary pop stuff on the piano never really appealed to me as much, but the old Elton stuff and then the old folky stuff, like it, it was those story songs accompanied by piano that I just loved. You know, I was like, well, this stuff is great. And it seems to be where I've landed. Light of Fire, I just love because it, it, there's a lot of optimism and hope in this song. And since the pandemic started, I've been doing a lot of shows based around a COVID times theme because a lot of people have been writing some really great songs that we call COVID tunes. You know, typically they're <laughs> singles that come mm -hmm. out that have, you know, often an optimistic theme. Maybe they're, you know, um, you know, raising support for essential workers, for the healthcare workers that have been keeping us all safe, lots of things like that. But Light of Fire, it's got this fabulous feel to it. I mean, when I listen to this song, it makes me want to get up and go and do something valuable. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us That's about great. the writing of it. So Light of Fire is one of two songs on the record that was a co-write. And this one was a co-write with a fella that some of your listeners and viewers might know. His name's Royal Wood. We co-wrote this. It fell out of us in about an hour and a half. Like this was a fast Thing. And, and I remember, like, I literally went went to Royal's place, and I said, "I really want a song about fire." <laughs> That's what I said. And then we, but then we got talking about fire, you know, ping ponging the ideas, and this idea about fire sort of being a symbol of change and burning things down, or you know, in order to let them be Rogan, come up again, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and and the idea, so the song is really about making a positive change in yourself to hopefully then make a positive change in your community. And it hopefully uses that metaphor to, you know, light you up, if you will. And it's got a great response. Like, I get emails from people in, in the oddest of places saying, just heard this song. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice. So I think people are finding that message that we hoped they would. Begs are back some regrets Gonna wiggle around inside my head But it ain't gonna be a headline in yesterday's news I can whisper the head has to choose I'm gonna make a change, gonna light a fire Sing it on out like a preacher to the choir And I'll keep 
Won't be just coins of silver and gold It's the riches of our story that fill up our souls In looking for the answer I find me no This is Emily Millard. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Jeffrey Strake is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. That was Light of Fire from his new album, Just Before Sunrise. That drops on May the 7th. Tell us about these live streams. When COVID first hit us, I quickly sort of, I hate the word, but I pivoted, you know, and, and went over to uh, Facebook and started doing these live streams. And I did them once a month, and uh, one of the first ones was with the National Arts Center, and uh, that kind of spurred me to do more, and And I, I have to give a big shout out to all my Facebook page followers and fans and supporters and listeners, because I put a donate button on some of those live streams, and the donations were very generous, and people literally financially saved me. A lot of people sort of tiptoe around this topic, and I don't, like, without those generous donations, I wouldn't have been able to pay my bills. It, it was wonderful. And I'm very indebted. And I mean, so so live streams were, were and they, they actually helped me grow my audience as well. So, uh, so you know, so I do more of them every now and then. And, and, I, and I've really liked them. It was a recent one where I finally started to feel normal with no <laughs> applause after the songs. You know, you're yeah. singing into your camera. Um, so it's, for better or for worse, that started to feel normal. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Let's talk about live performance. Give us an idea of the typical Jeffrey Straker live show. I mean, mostly solo. How, mm-hmm. how do you normally typically set up? I'm doing most of my shows as a duo these days. I mean, so, solo if they're live streams, but my live shows I do as a duo. And it's, it's me on my piano and vocals. Um, I do one, one or two songs on a ukulele, mostly piano and singing. And my accompanying person has either been a double bass player or an acoustic guitar player. And I just do that so that, so I bring an extra little bit of texture to add to the arrangement. And I find that it just sort of adds this extra level of depth for both the audience and myself, you know, to, to keep me... There's something about being able to play off that other musician that I just absolutely love. My songs are kind of story-driven songs in that folk tradition. I like the story to shine through, so I don't feel like I need a full band around me all the time. If I do a special show that that you know I can, I'll maybe bring in a full band. But I'm very comfortable presenting my music as a duo or solo. The album itself drops on May the seventh. You have some, I think, shows planned to uh, support it. Tell a little, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing. Yeah. So given the pandemic. I wanted to do a tour as you would anytime you you launch a record. And so I am doing a tour, but it's a virtual tour. And what I did is there's six six shows I wanted to do kind of going across the country, if you will. And each one partners with a different presenting partner or venue. So the whole thing kicks off April 30th. 
partnering with my great friends at the Calgary Folk Club. And they're presenting that one to their audience as well as, you know, anybody else who wants to buy a ticket to it. And then we progressed from there through, through several dates doing shows that span the country. You know, the Maritimes edition is probably the most unique one in that it's being co-presented by a collective of uh, different house concert hosts that I've, that I've played at, where they're all sort of, you know, presenting it out to their regular subscribers and anybody in the Maritimes, you know. But of course, anybody anywhere in the country can get tickets to any one of these dates. But, you know, we wanted to sort of present it as a, as a cross-country tour to try to retain some of that feel or thing, thing you do in a regular time with a new album. So I'm excited about it. I think you're also hoping that maybe later in the year you might actually get to play some real dates. I, I do hope that actually starting in June through to September, I'll be able to play my backyard series, which I started last year, which, you know, I, I did one backyard concert in Saskatoon last July and put a picture on my Facebook page. And then someone saw it and said, I want to do one of those. And then it bloomed into this thing called my pandemic piano backyard tour. And there were 36 shows this summer so far. God bless my fans. I've already booked 41 of these things. But they're in backyards right from the Okanagan to Ontario. Now, of course, that's all supposing that COVID is going to let us travel. But all these people are leaning forward and crossing their fingers and you know have held the date. And we're hoping this can happen. So you know, we'll see. But if we can, I've got a 40-date summer tour. So I'm pretty excited. Lots of great shows coming up. And Jeffrey, I just love the enthusiasm. That's just, <laughs> just really wonderful. It's been a wonderful pleasure to talk to you today. We're going to finish with another one of my favorite songs from the new album. Remember, the new album is called Just Before Sunrise. We're going to play Morning Light, which I think was a song that you wrote after your, your mother sadly passed. And I think, mm -hmm. uh, was this the song that kind of kicked off the, the writing for the album? It did. Yeah, yeah. These, this, this, the sort of some of the themes in it, for sure. It's a song that sort of speaks to... You know, so in in a broad way, um, just wanting to make it make a difference, and, and with with the time you have, and and it really sort of nods its head to the notion that the time we have here is in fact really precious and limited. And of course, a realization like that comes and clobbers you on the head in the wake of the passing of someone as close to you as your mom. You know, you you really get clobbered with this mortality idea, which isn't a bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just like it's good to be cognizant of it. You know. And so the song speaks to wanting to make a difference, to matter, and and do your best. But also, you know, this is this is a fragile thing we have here, and uh, there's limited time to do that in. And so, you know, but but I hope it does it with with uh, with an optimistic light shone on it. Jeffrey Straker, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. This is Jeffrey Straker with Morning Light from his wonderful new album, Just Before Sunrise. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. Staring at the stars But I ain't Galileo Tiny lights are strung upon crooked wires One falls through the night Make a wish I hold it tight Somewhere between what I know and what I need We are hopes and we are dreams A new love in the eye Suddenly I'm a teenage man 
And a kiss is the last song at a high school dance I fall for the first time once again Write our names in fresh cement Seeking to belong We are letting go We are holding on Yeah And we promise and we of snow and it's winter on the prairies I'm ten years old and castles and dragons to slay as these words melting away digging the riches of our souls we are silver we are gold in waiting to follow through just do the things you want to do like a beautiful sunrise at the dawn we are here and then we're gone oh we are the most beautiful sunrise at the dawn we are here Hi, this is Lizzie Hoyt, and you are listening to the fabulous Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Torn up and tired, no light to inspire, but I know I'm gonna get back to the air. It's a matter of time, a matter of love, over despair. When I look up 
Edmonton's Cat Dancer with End of Days, a song inspired by COVID times. And that's from her latest album, One Eye Open, which was recorded during the pandemic with all the musicians safely in their home studios and still under the watchful eye of wonderful producer and guitarist Steve Dawson at home in Nashville. Before that, from Quebec, it's Rob Lutz with That Bird Has My Wings, a song inspired by the book of the same title, by Buddhist author and death row inmate Jarvis J. Masters, in which hope for freedom is found in the imagination and the natural world. And that's from Rob's great new album, Come Around. And that's it. That's absolutely all we can squeeze into this episode of Folk Roots Radio. And I should mention that you can check out our full video interview with Jeffrey Straker on our YouTube channel. We'll also add it into the playlist for this episode on our website at folkrootsradio.com. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with William Kuklis, with The Train, a new song that will be included in an upcoming movie being shot in Prince George, British Columbia, entitled Ariel Alpha. And that song also features his fellow band members from The Ebbs, Finn Scott Neff and Joe Shea alongside singer-songwriter Ellen Braun. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Stay safe and well, everyone. We'll see you next time. Late just seems to happen Innate in our normal fashion You see, I've done it all again Help, I wish I could tell you Self without sounding untrue Now you're getting on that train This rain is a fitting tribute A stain on my faulty rebuke What was never to be said And now as you leave the station Somehow it seems that I'm erasing The fear that's always in my head And I wait And I wait
It's always been my fault, my horrible and strained default. You know I wish you all the best. And I wish.